Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast, brother and sister. We are here for episode 19, Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast. How can you be in this sure and sure enough the second we realize we entitled this episode what we did in this sure actually debuted on Monday Night Raw the exact same night? <laughs> How does this shit work out? Things just keep lining up just perfectly for this podcast. And you can make sure, like sure that you follow us at treehillwf.podcast on TikTok. Just on TikTok. You can do Instagram if you want, but TikTok seems to be taking off. I made this TikTok for the Royal Rumble episode about how bizarre British Bulldog is and it kind of took off a little bit got a little bit of popularity got us a whole bunch of followers views everything people were really digging it how can you not dig the british bulldog he's tassel boots excuse me and he is king he really is king and he's the king of our tiktok because his videos get more views than any others on our page so make sure you follow us at treehillwf.podcast on tiktok and spotify or spotify. and spotify everywhere and everywhere instagram of course same tagline we're also on facebook but meh, meh whatever cares? facebook is facebook and then you can catch us on all streaming services including spotify and what? Deezer. what Stitcher. What? iHeartRadio. What? Google Podcasts. What? Amazon. What? Uh, Pandora. Apple Podcasts. What? Pandora. What? I don't know the rest. What? I don't know the rest. You can hit us up on all those streaming services. And as always, I am Sean, the Asian Invasion Harris. And I am Aaron Cosker, and Sean's already drunk. Aaron, the human pierogi Cosker. Human pierogi. The human pierogi, because she's delicious like a pierogi. All right, episode 19. Wow. How you can you be sure? 19 is an e- is an odd number. So I was going to say it's an even number, but it's actually an odd number. And on odd numbers episodes, we start with Two Tree Hill. With Two Tree Hill? Three Tree Hill. Possibly Four Tree Hill. It's Tree Hill, and the address is One Tree Hill. So don't you think they have a Two Tree Hill, a Three Tree no. Hill, a Seventeen Tree Hill, a no. Forty Five Tree Hill? No. Then what are the addresses in this so-called town that exists in the Carolinas? You'll understand why they called it One Tree Hill. Really? Within probably an episode, episode or two or three. I think by the season finale. I know why you they understand why it's I, one tree hill. And I know why they call themselves the Ravens too. You know why? Why? Caw, caw! Brooke uh, is 
pregnant. Pregnant. Or so it seems. When we left on that cliffhanger of Brooke possibly being pregnant, I know sold that shit right away. I was just like, there's no fucking way she's pregnant. She ain't taking care of a kid. She lives this lifestyle where children aren't exactly a part of it besides mouth, but they are children themselves. She's not fucking pregnant. That's my fucking prediction. There's no fucking way she's pregnant. She's just late. And that's what she said. And because she took the Shoppers Drug Mart. It wasn't. They don't have Shoppers Drug Mart in the United States. The dollar giant pregnancy test. She paid $1.25 for this pregnancy test. Did you know that dollar store pregnancy tests are like basically the same? Just as accurate as a Walmart one. But she went to Dollar Giant, got a pregnancy test. It was positive. And all of a sudden she thinks she's pregnant. But when you buy pregnancy tests at dollar stores it your sources doesn't matter if it's a dollar store or not a dollar store your sources are not the greatest you still Talk to need a doctor, to go to see a doctor and get the blood test and everything um yeah i remember remember i took a pregnancy test yeah and that was positive and it was like oh my god we're pregnant yeah, that's amazing we aren't 16 years old it could happen whether you're 16 or when you're 31. But please, anybody out there who thinks they're pregnant, consult your doctor, an actual healthcare practitioner, before believing does. the dollar drama. She goes to see a doctor. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves, though. Sean. Don't, Mr. Don't first name me. Mr. Faces as red as Ronald McDonald. His hair. <laughs> faces as red as Ronald McDonald his hair <laughs> I was trying to find a way to say how I let up like a Christmas was. tree like my daughter says yeah Karen and Keith they're at the front door of Karen's house what goes on here well in the last episode Keith proposed right <sighs> yeah now Karen is turning down Keith's proposal, which... Exactly what I predicted. Can I go on a little tangent here? Cut this promo, girl. Okay. I love Keith. Love Keith. Him and Karen, for the last little bit, have had a good thing going before she left for Italy. They kissed. They've had some nice moments. And then he almost killed her son. You are getting a little fucking extra right now. Um, you did. need to calm the fuck down, bro. He flatlined. He almost killed him. Okay. Um, so they haven't been in the greatest space, and this is not the timing. You need to kind of get back to even just being able to interact as friends. They haven't been able to do that the last few episodes. And not only that, too, is that they've never actually had an official relationship. No. I don't think I'm ever going to ask anyone to marry me that I actually haven't had a full-on relationship with. That kind of doesn't make any sense to me. They haven't slept together. Nothing. They have done nothing together besides basically do friend stuff. And that would be like me asking you to marry you on our first or second date asking you to marry you asking you to marry you because you marry yourself of course wow you are all kinds of special tonight alcohol's hitting me brother 
How much did you eat today? Not enough to combat Not this? Not enough to combat the amount of alcohol I'm going through right now. 5% drinks, but this tastes like Orange Crush, and, and this is dangerous. One and like Not even a one. quarter? <laughs> Not even one. I'm still on my first. <laughs> oh my God, dude. <laughs> I'm This Asian. is going to be a long episode. I'm Asian. Get over it. Continue. Um, But yeah, like you don't just go to a girl and propose... Sure, you've been in love with her your whole life, basically. But willy-nilly, it doesn't make any sense. But it's just not like, this isn't the time. And she had just had a, a kiss with um, Larry. Dredger, yeah. And it's just, it's not it. No. It's not it. It really isn't. Um, So I get where she was coming from with that. I'm heartbroken for Keith. She breaks his fucking heart, but it it makes sense, honestly. Like, this is just bad timing overall. And it feels like most of Keith's character is bad timing on, like, every single turn. Poor Keith. It's kind of sad, really. Poor Keith. It's a very sad existence. Because as much of a heel as Dan is, he gets the one up on his brother constantly. Keith's such a sweet guy, but he's like the nice guys finish last kind of guy, you know? Yeah. It's very unfortunate. But you know who isn't a nice guy, at least at first, is Nathan. And he finds out that Haley got a Michael Jordan tattoo on her ass. Well, in the previous episode, Lucas saw it first. And obviously, he's not going to go say anything to Nathan because, A, they don't like each other, and B, it's not his place, right? So, <laughs> Haley surprises Luke or Nathan, sorry, at his place, his apartment, and wakes him up before his alarm goes off and goes and turns off his alarm for him, and he sees it. And he's like, why do you have a Michael Jordan tattoo? I kind of took you as a Scotty Pippen girl and I thought you would have tattooed 33 on your ass for him. But apparently it's a Michael Jordan tattoo. It's Nathan's jersey number as well. So yeah, he's he feels a little confused because she'll get his number tattooed on him but won't have sex with him. Yeah, that's a lifetime commitment, a tattoo. Unless you use the asses to burn it off. Laser? We have acids for it, too. Oh, my God. You are all kinds of special. What am I going to do with you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he sees it, but he doesn't say anything in that moment. Whatever. She goes and runs him a shower. It's chill. Dan is driving around and conveniently sees Brooke and Lucas outside Planned Parenthood. <laughs> uh, Dan is really convenient in Hollywood when it comes to these seeing these things when he's driving, like seeing his brother and his son laying dead on the side of the road. It's a small town. <laughs> and also seeing Lucas once again outside the Planned Parenthood. It's a small town. <laughs> it seems to be a very small town. But then he notices he's with Brooke as well, too. And then we also see Nathan and Lucas in the locker room at school. Lucas is obviously a little off. Triggered. A little triggered. Nathan's just casually like 
putting his stuff away or whatever. And Lucas is getting right up in his grill. He's talking to Nate about the kiss that him and Peyton shared after the boy toy auction. That Lucas conveniently saw for the two seconds he looked into Nathan's place. He also conveniently forgot that... Oh my God, dude. Let's go, brother. Conveniently forgot that he also had to kiss Haley. So after he saw Nathan kissing Peyton for this thing, he drops Haley off at home and they also have to kiss. But it doesn't click into him that, you know, maybe... Peyton and Nathan's kiss was the exact same fucking thing that he had to do with Haley. Exactly. So he's a little triggered and Nathan kind of says like, hey man, like you're tweaking. Like, yeah, what's wrong with you, bro? <laughs> this is, I, I had to kiss Peyton the same way you had to kiss Haley and yeah. I'm not pissed about it. Yeah, exactly. Also with this boy toy auction, where the fuck was Shawn Michaels in all of this? Oh, oh, <laughs> wait, wait. He was looking for his smile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I thought Jenny didn't have a room. It seems like this crib that she always sleeps in it's is in the, in living, the room. living room. It's right by the front door. But Why then, would you put your baby's crib by the front door? Especially when Nikki is creeping around every corner and she comes again to his house. Here's the thing. Maybe, just maybe, he moved the crib. To the bedroom? To a bedroom. Because of Nikki. Because of Nikki. Very possible. But why would you have a crib in the living room? I mean, I, I don't get, get that one. People put like play pens so that baby is close when they're, you know, folding laundry, watching TV, sure. whatever. Sure. But the actual crib, you're going to move that back and forth? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. That's... Fair enough, though. He's a 16 year old single dad. So what the fuck does he know? Either yeah. way, Nikki barges in and meets Peyton for the first time. Yeah, Peyton's there. Um, and she, Jake asks Peyton to please take Jenny to her room. And then Nikki's looking around the living room and she's like, oh, you know, like this is your life. And she conveniently sees the team picture the team for his picture basketball with team. Lucas in it and she's like oh shit I fucked that guy oh, a few nights ago I know that guy <laughs> I know that guy I fucked him on a fucking merry-go-round carousel whatever merry-go-round we call that a merry-go-round in Canada dude yeah I guess so don't we yes we do <laughs> now we go to Brooke she's at the schoolyard Nicely maintained schoolyard by groundskeeper John Cena, mind you. Wow. And she is getting questioned about who the dad could possibly be by Lucas because he's thinking that she has not exactly been the most virtuous lady over the years. She's not the poster child for clean teens. She does not have her chastity. You'll know what that is in a few seasons. She does not have her chastity belt anymore. She no longer obtains her V card. And she has been rather promiscuous, mm -hmm. much like Nelly Furtado at this time. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Basically, Lucas calls her a slut and says he's not the dad. Yeah, he's questioning it. Uh, during this time, Brooke gets a phone call. And it's the doctor. We don't know what's going on. She's just a straight face and like, yep, I understand. The second she took this call, though, I knew the doctor said, you're not fucking pregnant. I knew it. Right a fucking way. I was just like, there's no way this bitch is pregnant. Not happening. She gets the call. I saw it on her face. She's not pregnant. And she fucking plays Lucas and says, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you're he just dad. called her a slut. Oh, you're the So she's dad. pissed. She's not going to say anything to him that, you know, she wants him to still panic. She wants him to suffer. Yeah. She wants him to fucking sweat for the rest of this episode. Which is another about 30 minutes. <laughs> Haley is working at the cafe and Lucas is there and they're talking and she's saying how, you know, she's thinking about. She wants her bell rung, dude. Sleeping with Nathan. And Lucas is kind of getting a little agitated about it. And she's like, you need to like shut the fuck up because. You're not exactly the poster child for clean teens either, bro. Well, I mean, Lucas is literally in no fucking situation to ever be giving advice about relationships or sleeping with someone, especially with what he's going through right now. I mean, he is making a good point that he wishes that he waited, but still, like... If he something's going on in his life, he can't take that to dictate someone else's life. Fair enough. He shouldn't be dictating anyone else's life at all. She's having a little hard time with still having her V card at this point, especially when Nathan was, you know, the quintessential stud muffin. Well, and Haley wants to wait till marriage. That's what she's always wanted. Yeah. So she's kind of a little conflicted. Like, do I give in? Am I like, you know, I still want to be with him. That's all I want is to be with him. So why is it so hard to, you know, get over this hurdle? And yet we go complete 180 on the V card status. Well, before that. Yes. Before that. Haley also tells Peyton, kind of talks to Peyton and says, you know, like, how you know Nathan her they all obviously had slept together at some point um and Peyton's like oh like you're a virgin and you know I have mad respect and she said you know if you guys love each other that's further than I ever went with him fair enough they were never in love and she says that so she's trying to make Haley feel better about the situation and say like you got a one up on us yeah true facts true facts babe now Dan <laughs> and Lucas have a conversation and basically the gist of it is is that Lucas is in a very similar almost albeit exactly similar situation that dan was in around the same age or just maybe a little bit later about having a kid this young Mm -hmm. and changing everything in his life Mm -hmm. now i have a question for you babe okay name me a few of your favorite birthday presents i've ever given you ozzy posborn i gave you a cat 
uh, Dan Scott saying happy birthday to me. Yep. And speaking of Dan Scott, his great idea of a birthday present for Brooke is a fucking abortion. <laughs> oh, my God. Lucas, be a sweet guy and get your girlfriend an abortion for her birthday. Yeah, he's like making the point like you have so much to live for like beyond this like don't make the mistake I did he's like your mom wasn't thinking straight she was too emotional and when I told her to get the abortion she didn't listen but I think she should have as like if someone had said that say to me or to you, if someone had said to you to tell me to get an abortion when we were pregnant with Flynn, <laughs> I'm sorry. We would not be speaking to them anymore. You probably would have buried them already or dumped them in the Fraser River. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That is 100% the truth. And to further put forward Dan's heel status, he takes a visit to Nathan's new place and he tells him, you know, hey, you're going to need some money here pretty quick here, son. And, you know, you're probably just going to die in a gutter very soon if you don't get one. So you should probably figure your shit out or at least come back home. Well, that's the thing. He just he doesn't really care about helping Nathan with getting a job. He doesn't care about any of that. He just wants Nathan to come home, yeah. whether it's with him or Deb. But the thing is... Dan goes to Deb and says, like, hey, did you give Nathan food and money? And she's like, yeah, I did. Like, he's my son. I'm going to help him out if he needs help. Yeah. And he's like, you shouldn't have done that. Like, you were so wrong for doing you that. You should starve him out, dude. Like, you helping him is enabling him. But he's emancipated. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. You literally can like selling the fucking Mustang that he's willing to do to make ends meet. Yeah. Like, honestly, if Layla or Flynn were to one day move out and need help with money because, you know. We'd be right there. Like, yeah. If it's within our means, we're helping. Absolutely. They're our kids. Yep. Yeah, brother. Hey. Nikki and Peyton seem to not be getting along very well. Peyton's at school and Nikki just shows up. She ain't in school anymore. And she's kind of making like little, not really threats. They're very loose threats, but they're threats nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a little uncomfortable. (laughs) Nikki's a bitch. She is an absolute. Nikki's a bitch. Apparently, though. Sunny. The actress. Yeah. She's pretty hot, is too. a gem. Oh, like, I'm sure she Amer- is. Apparently, she's an amazing person. I'm sure she is. She's hot as fuck, too. She's so hot. But, but she plays villains oh, very well. Just her face. It's like a villainous she's face. A, she's a model, hey? I would assume so. But you just look at that face, and she's like, she's a You're going to have to Google her. She's a she's fucking hot. eel. You could see it in the eyes. I knew right away when I saw her the first time. I was like, that's Jenny's mom. She's a heel. You could see it in her eyes. <laughs> you can see it in her eyes. Totally. Uh, Luke goes to visit Jake and tells him about Brooke's pregnancy. If anybody's going to understand about that, it's Jake. Exactly. So Luke trusts him. And, you know, Jake is... He's, he's also telling him about what Dan said about the abortion. Yeah. 
And Jake has no regrets having Jenny. He loves his little girl. Yep. So he's kind of saying, you know, you'll figure it out. Either way, like whatever way it goes, you'll figure it out. He said, obviously him and Nikki were scared shitless. He doesn't name drop. Well, he kind of did. He kind of did say Nikki. Did he? He did. Interesting. It was very quick, like passing thing. But obviously Lucas wouldn't have been able to make the connection that it's the same Nikki. Because how many Nikki's are there? There's a million fucking Nikki's out there. Exactly. There's probably only one Nikki in Tree Hill, though, bro. You never know. There's 47 people in Tree Hill. (laughs) Only one of them is named Nikki. Nate is setting up a for sale sign for his car. Yeah, he's selling this thing. I just mentioned that earlier. Did you? Yeah, I really did. Let's move on. Lucas goes to his mom. We ain't going to order. You're confusing me. Yeah, I just jumped ahead to that. Because he'll die in a gutter soon, so he's going to have to fucking sell his Mustang to make ends meet. Oh, boy. Lucas is talking to his mom. Well, Lucas can't sleep. Karen can't sleep either. Yeah, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. So Karen's up, and Lucas is like, oh, like, why are you up? And whatever. And she talks about something about she's a mother, she's worrying. She's always always worrying. And he says, like, look, Mom, I, we need to ca- talk. You need to sit down. And she kind of looks at him and is like, okay. And then she decides, no, I'm going to stay standing because this seems really serious. Because he's crying. Because just in case I have to beat the shit out of you, I don't have to stand up to do it. I can do it right now. So Lucas says, like, Brooke's pregnant and Karen slaps him. She fucking shoot slaps Lucas harder than a fucking Vader punch. And holy shit, out of all the laws that have been broken in (laughs) Tree Hill, which this police force is completely useless for the car accidents and the fucking the side swipes and the drinking underage and the fucking this the kidnapping you can hear a police siren outside right now and that's actual chilliwack pd because they do their jobs unlike cmp chilliwack pd (laughs) just like the abbey pd they do their fucking jobs unlike the tree hill police department sometimes they really fucking don't (laughs) but the point i'm getting to is is this is the most egregious one of all this is literal fucking child abuse from formerly a face character in Karen. But now she has full heel turn and slapped the shit like Stephanie McMahon out of her own son. Well, okay. I understand where that frustration has come from from her. I totally see how that could be coming out in that way. Um... Especially back then. It wasn't like in 2003, 2004, people were still spanking their kids. And it wasn't like super frowned upon yet. People didn't keep doing that for very long. But, you know, it wasn't as frowned upon. So I kind of get it. He's a little bit old i think to be like you know bent over a knee and spanked (laughs) it's a high school kid you know that's it's neither here nor there um 
she's just disappointed and she's scared for him she's scared for him and Brooke and like the first thing she asks you can tell a woman actually wrote this episode okay because Karen's reaction yes there's a slap because she's scared for him she's upset she's disappointed but at the same time she's also worried and concerned about how Brooke's feelings are yep and that's coming from like literally the writer must be a mother because she really went into those feelings. So uh, Lucas goes outside his room and Nikki has made an appearance outside his bedroom door that leads outside. How does she know where he lives? That's what I'm wondering too. And especially which door was his bedroom. Yeah. That's really convenient. I mean, there's probably only like seven houses in Tree Hill. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like Tree Hill is like Gold Bridge, British Columbia, or Braylorn, British Columbia, where there's like 44 I've people. I've never even heard of those places, been... and I'm from British Columbia. You know how many towns are in British Columbia, dude? A lot. It's a big-ass fucking promise. Did you know that you can fit all of Japan in fucking BC? Really? And Japan has like 50 million fucking people and you can fit it inside BC. Fuck's sake. Yeah, that's how big BC is and that's how big Canada is, dude, because we're from Canada, brother. (laughs) Where we have free health care. Fuck yeah. But yeah, how the fuck does she know where he lives? Maybe she looked in the yellow pages. I mean, phone books were still a decent... Phone books thing were a thing. At the time. Phone books were um, a thing. She went, oh, Scott. How did she even know his last name, though? She barely even knew his first name was, let alone his last name. Anyways, I don't know. She's, she's some... probably resourceful. <sighs> um, so <laughs> she, Obviously, she is. She, she talks to Lucas and says, like, yeah, I'm Jenny's mom. Please don't tell Jake about our, our little... Merry-go-round. Wow. <laughs> Our little shebang. <laughs> Bang being the key word here. Yes. <laughs> Nathan and Haley. Hearts all around. Nathan is kind of brushing Haley off a little bit when she wants to like make out. And she's kind of confused about that. Like, does he love her? Like, she doesn't know how she's like what's going on here and he's been icing her out a little but the reason he's been icing her out is because he doesn't want to put pressure on her to have sex with him but he's also kind of hesitant to tell her his true feelings about her which is that's the thing so he comes out and says that he is in love with her and it scares him because I don't think he's actually been in love before. I mean, he's 16, so. He's pretty young. Um, and his last relationship was Peyton. Which he was never in love with. No, clearly not. He would have treated her much better than he did. And you'll even see later on how much worse he treated her than you actually know but now that they've dropped the l word onto each other how far are we away from nathan actually taking that flower away from Haley? don't know you'll have to wait and see god damn it i feel like that could be a season finale thing 
Donna, you have to wait and uh, see. You do know, Biatch. I do know, but I'm not fucking telling you. <laughs> uh, Luke goes and pays Dan a visit at the dealership. Oh, nice screensaver, Dan. <laughs> Such a Windows I think like everybody had that like weird kind of Windows ninety eight or something. Windows, yeah, Windows. I NT. had the same screensaver. Windows NT. I guess like XP was a thing at this point. Yeah, maybe XP was, XP. XP was really big, but everybody had those like two weird kind of square rectangle multicolored things that like just revolved in the black background. Imagine if you were like stoned and you were watching that. Oh, I was stoned many times and watching a screensaver and thinking this is a weird show. All it is is two rhombuses revolving back and forth on a black background, dude. <laughs> I definitely didn't do that, but you know. I definitely did do that while listening to Afro Man. <laughs> So Dan's telling Lucas that there's more than meets the eye with him. Yeah. It's kind of, you're like, what What do you mean by that, Dan? Yeah. What do you mean? Because you're kind of a dick. But there's dick. a little foreshadowing there, as we'll see later on in this episode. Dick. dick. <laughs> now. Keith. Yeah, Keith. Mr. Nice Guys Finish Last Himself. Keith Scott. Keith goes to see Karen and lets her know he's moving away. To Pawnee. We don't know where yet. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't even know where yet. He's in one small town. He may as well just move to another small town in Pawnee, Indianapolis, Indiana. The thing is, is he has no ties really right now. He doesn't have a relationship. Um, things are kind of strained with Karen. He doesn't have a job, so he can kind of freely go anywhere at this point. Until he runs out of money. So, yeah, we don't know. We don't know what he's going to do, where he's He's going to move to Pawnee, and he's going to go complain at City Hall to Leslie Nope. (laughs) Okay. At least in a perfect world. (laughs) Um... Brooke. Yeah. What did I say, brother? She's not pregnant. I knew it. She's telling Lucas. And he's like. I knew it. Why didn't you say something when you got the phone call? You got the phone call. And she's like, yeah, I lied because you had called me a slut. So he's like, obviously relieved. But at the same time, pissed at her, I would assume, for keeping that from him. But what did he keep from her? His fucking fling-a-ling with fucking Peyton. She has every right to fleece this motherfucker. (laughs) Every right. Okay. It's kind of funny we're at a point now where like I feel with Brooke more than Lucas. Because I always thought Brooke was the biggest preppy biatch I've ever seen pom-poms and all phantom pom-poms in her fucking volkswagen <laughs> beetle we stand brooke at least i do. i don't stand brooke but You'll i don't just wait don't hate her as much as i used to she's endeared herself somewhat to me since her original heel run she's had a bit of a face turn she's definitely has some sympathy from the audience now i cannot wait to see throughout the series and at the end of the series 
how like you'll see so much different shit go on and so many character developments happen and I cannot fucking wait like (laughs) I'm going through and I'm like remembering things I'm a part of a few Facebook pages about One Tree Hill and people post things and like oh remember this and it's like yeah I just watched the series but I have fucking MS and my memory is shit so it reminds me again and I'm like I cannot fucking wait for you to see that like I am like gonna lose my mind can't Wait. You know what makes me lose my mind about One Tree Hill? These fucking closing montages that they have in almost every single episode. You say wrestling is chaotic and fucking bar none. Wrestling is chaotic. But at least it's like one thing going on. One match. Somebody comes out. Somebody interferes. Something crazy goes on. But it's it's controlled chaos. You know what's going on? These fucking ending montages for episodes rapid fire would be the understatement of the century we Here's literally the thing. go through like three to four main plot points in like 30 seconds they're building anticipation for the next episode I, they want you to keep watching i get that cliffhangers are a thing you need weekly episodic television to continue so you need the viewer to want to watch next week but to fucking I haven't even used the word amalgamate yet, so that makes no sense to me because we are the very first podcast in history to amalgamate (laughs) One Tree Hill and professional wrestling, dude. Uh But unfortunately, we have not. It's just too much fucking chaos for my liking. I understand the whole idea of it, but to have this much storyline in this short of a time span is a little much for me. They're building anticipation for future episode, like the future episode, the next one. But it's also for other things. Like these are important moments. You need to remember these in like long term. Sure. So first one in the montage, Dan has kept like he's got a box and he's got Nathan memories, whatever. And he's got Lucas childhood memories. He has newspaper clippings from lucas's childhood pictures pictures. of him on the football team how would he just have these pictures now here's me thinking like newspaper clippings is one thing yeah a picture like pictures and multiple pictures sent to him from someone or ones he taken himself even who knows here's me thinking outside the box you want fucking predictions dude once we're finished this closing montage we got predictions dude okay here's the thing though luke would have remembered dan being in his life though uh yes as a childhood especially for some of those memories he was like an older child like teenager like preteen Sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. You would remember that shit. Yeah. Fair. So just something to note there. Nikki is uh, creeping on (laughs) Jake and Peyton. Oh, she's creeping. And uh, they're hanging out and got Jenny. And she's just not obviously thrilled that Peyton's in her way. I'm waiting for the kidnap gimmick. I've been calling this for a few episodes. I'm waiting for the kidnap fucking angle. That's what I need. 
teeth. <laughs> it's strolling he, down the street at night. And he goes to New Way Pawnbroker on Young Road. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we don't need to keep making Chilliwack references here, bro. Corn, brother. <laughs> Keith is going to pawn the ring that he bought for Karen. Yeah. I mean, he may as well get some money. He's out of work now. He's an un- unemployed bum. He's moving. He's moving to Pawnee. Where they're all poor and fucking inbred. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then there's kind of a crying Luke, montage. Luke is crying, crying at home because, you know, now like he's so confused about everything. Like Brooke was pregnant and now she's not. He's already told his mom that Brooke was pregnant when she wasn't exactly <laughs> pregnant anymore. Brooke's crying because she's just confused about everything. So much is not going right in her life at the moment. <laughs> and she's like, what the hell is going on? Lucas is crying over child abuse. <laughs> oh, my God. God, dude, you are just <laughs> something else. <laughs> something else. Okay. Dollar sign 3.26 on this episode. It was okay. okay. Definitely not as good as some previous episodes. Tied some stuff up, but we know Brooke is not pregnant. All right. Mm-hmm. Pre Dick Sean time, brother. Okay. Now. I will play my predictions off these closing montage scenes, okay? Okay. So, Dan kept Lucas's shit over the years, okay? Okay. Now, I feel that especially with the scene earlier where Dan told Lucas, I'm not exactly what you think I am. I'm not cracked up to be this terrible absent father maybe just maybe dan actually wanted to be a part of lucas's life but karen prevented it because she hates dan i mean dan left her and got another woman pregnant basically three months later but because he has these pictures and these memories and he keeps saying these things maybe there was a time when he wanted Lucas to be his son, not just a name only. Who knows? Feels like something's there. Nikki's creeping. We all know she's going to kidnap Jenny Jagelski. <laughs> <laughs> Keith pawns his ring. I don't know what goes on with Keith because, like, I feel like possibly this move may happen. Possibly. I don't know where, I don't know the context. <laughs> He's obviously going to come back as you drop your mic. I didn't fall. I caught it. You caught it just in time. (laughs) But I feel like, yeah, maybe he just might leave. But I don't know where and I don't know when. I don't know context. And I know he'll be back because he's such a main character that he's not just going to fuck off and fuck off forever. He's a main character. How long do you think he'd fuck off for? Uh, I don't know. Probably a few episodes. <laughs> he'll get okay. lonely and he'll be done with it and he'll find out some other shitty mechanic body shop to work at that he doesn't like. He don't come back because he'll miss Lucas and he'll miss fucking Karen. And that's about it. Okay. And Brooke and Peyton and Lucas's 
ridiculous love triangle. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. Don't you think it's a possibility that maybe Brooke is pregnant? Nope. But maybe she's telling Lucas that she's not so that nope. she doesn't feel like she has this responsibility to him? Nope. Nope. She's not pregnant. She's not fucking pregnant. She's not pregnant, dude. <laughs> February 17th, 1997 edition of Monday. Edition. Edition. Wow. Of Monday Night That's Raw. extra. How is that extra? Because it is. Edition of Monday Night Raw from Nashville, otherwise known as Smashville, Tennessee. <laughs> We're finally getting the big world title match. We're getting Psycho Sid, stupid Sid, versus Brett the Hitman Hart. Okay, here's the thing that I was really pissed off about. I made him pause like immediately. Yeah. Because... Why would they put the main event first? Right? That's what they were like playing it off. Like this is going to happen like now, first of all. Two schools of thought here. It's either be- <laughs> this one match could last the entire episode of Raw. Okay. I doubt it, but sure. We're probably not going to get a 90 minute match between Bret Hart and Psycho no. Sid. I highly doubt Sid could barely go 90 seconds, let alone 90 minutes. <laughs> Brett could go 90 minutes, but Sid cannot. Mm-hmm. And we will find out why this is going on first. Yeah, I, I was very confused. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, no, just watch. And Stone Cold Steve Austin interferes. Before the bell rings. Before it starts. So this match is now delayed. Yes. And it's chaos right off the hop. And Austin chop blocks Sid and takes his knee out. So now yeah, Sid's got he's some knee issues. Around, so now it's like, so maybe he wanted Bret Hart to win. <laughs> How many guys has Austin chop blocked in this time period? We've got Bulldog. We've got Owen. We've got Bret. We've got Sid. Yeah. I think he did it to Mankind and Vader as well, too. <laughs> Just his finish besides the stunner is the fucking chop block. Yeah. But effective nonetheless. Mark Marrow. Oh, fucking Next matchup. Because we're just skipping past that whole world title feud bullshit. Uh, he's fighting Rip Sleeve's Nation bitch. <laughs> Rip Sleeve Nation bitch. Well, he was the Rip Sleeve bitch before. And now, and now he's... he's in the nation. And the nation's all bitches. So it's. Rip sleeve nation bitch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What what nation are we talking about? No, I'm not talking about them. We are the nation of domination. Do we have to? Yes, we do because the fucking <sighs> nod is all over every show because I stand the nation of domination. Put your fucking hand down. Get out of here. <laughs> I refuse to put my hand down as the nation salute. No, we're not part of those motherfuckers. You got two tones on your arm there, bro. You got like a alcohol rash going on. 
Asian glow, brother. <laughs> Mark Marrow against Savio Vega. Rip sleeves nation, bitch. <laughs> now, I think this is probably the only time that you're ever going to cheer for Mark Marrow. Yeah, because you know what? As much as I hate him and Sable, they're annoying as fuck. Yeah, they're annoying as fuck. But I hate the nation so much. <sighs> there may be a time where you'll like the nation. Doubt that, bro. Guess we'll have to wait and see. They make note that Ahmed Johnson has been in the hospital for four days because it seems like all that ever happens to this guy is he gets fucking injured. <laughs> so now he spent the last four days in the hospital. Before that, though, Sable shit kicks fucking JC Ice of the nation. I mean, I would too. Go, girl. And yeah, she's got a couple little kicks in there. So she's going after the white rapper dudes. PG 13. Yeah, they fucking suck. <laughs> Come on, JC Ice and Wolfie D. They fucking suck. Really? Yes. JC Ice and Wolfie D. PG 13. Fucking hate them. <sighs> God damn it. Yes, Sable shit kicks the fuck out of them. And right after that, fucking the Thonginator, (laughs) Ahmed Johnson comes out. No thong. He was wearing like. No, he was wearing pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) And they look like comfy ass fucking pajamas. They look so comfy. I wanted to wear them. Yeah, they're actually pretty sick. And he's wielding the fucking two by four. Fucking looking straight up comfy in his fucking pajamas. I'm all over that. And the match just kind of gets thrown out because, honestly, fucking Ahmed just fucks things up and runs off the entire nation. I'm down. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Holy shit. I was delayed, bro. (laughs) I was, dude. I'm drunk as shit. I know you are. (laughs) Next up, we've got Rookie Mayavia, the, the pebble, pebble. <laughs> the pebble versus Nissan Leaf against Nissan Leaf Cassidy. But before we get the match, the most downloaded woman on America online. I hate this bitch. Hits out. Hate this bitch. Sunny. No one cares. One night in Sunny. No one cares. Oh, everyone cares, especially eight-year-old Sean. Oh yeah. When Sable Dude, and Sunny are on the screen. You were supposed to be thinking about me. I was eight. You were seven. And I would not know you for another 20 years. <laughs> eight-year-old eight-year-old Sean was thinking about Sunny and Legit. Sable. Yeah. Okay, we met. When I was 27. When you I were 27 just and I was 27. 26. So legit, 20 years. And then I turned 28. I actually turned 28. Oh, yeah. Just barely. I was passed. turning twenty-seven. You were turning twenty-seven. I had just passed in the March, and we're in February right now. Yes, we are. So basically, we're right around that time frame. But yes, the most actually, downloaded. you would have turned eight at this point. Yeah, I had turned eight at this. I had already turned eight. I turned eight two days after the Royal Rumble in nineteen ninety-seven. Okay, I'm getting all confused. Math <laughs> is my specialty. You're the Asian one. All I know is that there are seven wonders in the world, and Sonny's got two of them. 
<laughs> you didn't. You had to steal that line. Uh, yeah, you Jerry, had to. The, Jerry the King Lawler, man. Ew. He's got the zingers for fucking days. And yet, Sunny comes out. She's got her little boa, her little feathers and shit. <laughs> putting it on she's Rocky. She's like putting it on the rock, and he's like, don't fucking touch me, bitch. Yeah, he wants no part of he Sunny. He was not into it. And he, she, like, a feather was left on his face or his cheek yeah. or his neck or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> don't, like, don't fucking touch me. Yeah, I got stuck to him. He wasn't having that shit because he was with danny garcia at the time his real life girlfriend slash fiance slash eventual life slash divorcee slash their business business partner their friends they're close friends apparently still i was reading about that Mm. but danny garcia um yeah sunny's trying too hard and he's like fucking sick of her shit but that's (laughs) the thing that's probably why she annoys the fuck out of me every time she comes out is because you can tell she's trying too hard that's all she fucking does and she wants this guy's dick (laughs) and it's like get the fuck out of here no one cares about you Go away. Every guy cares about Sunny at this point in her career, but I digress. Uh, I don't think Rocky, because his body was nice at this point, but it's definitely nowhere near the body. It's pretty nice at this point. But it's nowhere near the body that The Rock has at this point in 2023, Rock. 2023, Dwayne Johnson. Boy. Holy shit. I mean, he has a case of the Wednesday fuckets. His size, his diet. Now he has his Wednesday fuck it cheat days where he eats 298 pancakes. Bro, round it up to 300 for <laughs> because, the love of fucking God. Because I'm at the lumber camp and I was sitting at the big table with the knife and the fork bigger than life. And he ate 298 pancakes, and we don't care, because we ain't scared. Oh! You're fucking crazy, bro. (laughs) Every legit wrestling fan will know exactly what I'm talking about. And even Erin knows what I'm talking about, because she saw that promo with Yukon John and Big Scott Norton from AWA. Oh, God. Now, the the bone I have to pick with the pebble here is that how credible of an intercontinental champ is this guy? Because he's barely been on the main roster. He had a quick roll-up small package inside cradle win to win the intercontinental title. And literally every single match he's had since being the champ, he's been getting his ass kicked. 95% of the match and pulls it out at the end. Here's the thing. Paper champion. Here's my theory. This has been my theory for a long time with wrestling. Okay. Okay. Yep. I can almost, you know, like how many times we've, you've been watching wrestling and I've been able like just playing a video game or something in the okay. background. Yep. And I happen to glance up and I'm like, based on what's going on right now, this guy's going to win. And how many times have I been right? 60% of the time. Because a lot of the way that they have this go is the guy that's slated to win, they're going to make it seem like the guy that is going to actually lose is kicking ass. 
he's going to be the one that gets the win. But then all of a sudden it flips. Towards the last minute, it flips. And now the other guy's getting the upper hand. The one who they're like, oh, yeah. You know, it's predetermined that this guy's going to be the winner. Because, you know, that's what wrestling is. Well, a lot I of... I know it's not all the time. No, it's definitely not all the time. And they try to use the sympathy for baby faces that is kind of a mode that they use where the baby face gets sympathy because he gets his ass kicked most of the match you have sympathy for him then he comes back has the triumphant comeback and wins the match they try to use that for white meat baby faces and that's what they're trying to use for the pebble here but unfortunately the crowd is not fucking reacting to it he came out fucking yeah it was like crickets crickets (laughs) <laughs> All match long, pin drop, crickets. Although, he, when he did win, he did get some cheers. Like, people were stoked that he won. But that's just your relegated, oh, the face won reaction. And then, right after, crickets. No one cares. Yeah. Again. Shoulder breaker win after the fucking flying crossbody. We're getting crickets in these Rocky matches. He had just won the title last week, and no one cares already. But like Completely you said, people devalued like the heels. IC title. Not the, the a lot fact- of like you know like they cheer for them for the most part. We're getting to a point in the world and at the time in wrestling where it's not that they just cheer for the heels; they cheer for who they want. Yeah. And they like guys who are more true to themselves. The Pebble hasn't been around long enough for people to really get to know him yet. He and hasn't he's too, made a name for himself and yet. And he's too white meat. He's literally, like I've said before on this podcast, he's the literal white meat. I'm going to try real hard and give 110%. And my dad and my grandfather's legacy i will live on and no one fucking cares whatsoever and you got your fucking haircut at a fucking pet cetera <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> after this match jerry the king lawler makes a challenge to extreme championship oh this wrestling jared king waller is actually mentioning ecw on monday night raw and challenges the ecw superstars superstars misfits whatever you want to call them he challenges to come to new york next week on monday night raw at the hammerstein ballroom which is or the manhattan center which is attached to the hammerstein ballroom the manhattan center Challenges the ECW misfits slash superstars to come and see what they're made of on WWF TV. Holy shit, dude. We're going to get ECW stars next week on Monday Night Raw. Okay. So, backstory. Quick little backstory. Cliff notes here. Biggest company for wrestling of all time is WWF. But at this point... The one company that is challenging and actually more popular than WWF at this point is World Championship Wrestling, WCW. But there is a third company that is out right now, and this is the aforementioned Extreme Championship Wrestling. All their matches 
are hardcore matches, tables, ladders, chairs, fire, tits, you name it. It happens. Tits, tits dude. Beulah McGillicuddy, Don Marie, Francine. Tits out, dude. And okay. it's extreme championship wrestling and it's run by Paul. I fucking hate this fucker. Hey, man. I fucking hate him. Before he was the advocate for the rating. He's so fucking annoying. Defending undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, Brock Lester. Before he was that. And before he was the special counsel to the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman. Worst. Owned, operated, produced, and did everything for ECW back in the day. But was on WWE's payroll unbeknownst to all the ECW wrestlers. Goldust is in the ring. He has a promo with Marlena. And Marlena likes to say that Goldust is all man. If you catch her drift. But before you know it, Diz Prince. Oh, fucking Diz Prince. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. He comes in, breaks things up. Beating the shit out of Chicken McNugget. He is. And fucking, oh my God, what did I call her? Who? Marlena? No. Oh. Fucking butch bitch. China? <laughs> China. 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 People think I don't like China. I love China. China. China is the new China, by the way. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. China, China. <laughs> she comes in and grabs Chicken McNugget's wife. Oh my God. Fucking China. shakes the shit it's at her. It's fucking China, but we don't know it's China. China, China. I love my China. Oh God. But we don't know it's China yet because they haven't called her China. If you are watching those weekly episodic television, you would know it's China. But we all know at this point it's China. But on TV, she's just this mysterious woman who jumps the barricade. She's fucking jacked. Jacked as all fuck. Jacked in half, more than half the fucking male roster. And she comes in and the security is very lax at this They're point. They're just like, yeah, whatever, man. It's like, oh, yeah, let's just watch her jump the barricade, take her leather jacket off, and shake the absolute shit out of Marlena. The night before at Final Four, and that rhymed, brother, she choked <laughs> the shit out of Marlena from behind, put her in a sleeper hole. I keep forgetting that it was only the night before. It was only the night before, and now she's behind her, picks her up, bear hugs her, and fucking shakes the shit out of her. Like she's a small child. Holy shit. Rag dolls the fuck. Security finally comes in. Security is finally. very slow off the hop sakes. here. Very slow out of the gates. And then they even talk about later how Marlena's coughing up blood. Yeah, Because that of was this wild. fucking incident. Holy shit, dude. We're hitting some attitude. And remember that, brother. Attitude, dude. Well, you did say this is the Attitude Era. It is the Attitude Era. We're full of attitude, 
damn it. Now, as if I wasn't losing my shit as Erin puts on her titties hat. Titties. Because <laughs> <laughs> we just got titties with Marlena and Sable and Sunny. Go titties. <sighs> Out of those okay. three, you probably like Marlena the most. Yeah, she doesn't like. She just smokes her cigar and she's she got just nice She stands tits. there. People cheer for her when she's on screen. And real life, Terry Runnels to this day still fucking smoke show, dude. Yeah. Still. Oh, yeah. I'll show you. You'll have to show me pictures. Terry Runnels, dude. Goddamn. You got to show me all three and let me choose Whoa. who's the hottest. I would show you Sunny, but she's probably lying in a gutter somewhere <laughs> you still like show me like Fair find enough. the most current pictures okay. show it to me okay and i'll give a rating for each okay okay star rating oh Meltzer star rating for the three divas that exist kind of like then. you know when you did you ever go through your yearbooks in school oh yeah and, and rated give, like, like the looks of like all the people in your grade yeah. and sh- oh fuck yeah 100 we all, all did time. that we all my did whole shit. my mom was so pissed off that my yearbooks were, were always all drawn on. covered <laughs> by like people i didn't like like bitch and like the little mustache and like devil horns I was literally and shit. just gonna say the mustache on people you don't like. <laughs> and then like the ratings for the guys like I went through with Deanna and I would rate like we would rate people <laughs> you know what if we were in the same school and, and I was a year older so a grade ahead what rating would you have given say ninth grade Sean when you were in eighth grade Oh, God. You looked like you were five years old, probably. (laughs) So I probably would have given you a, I don't know, maybe like a three or something. Mean, dude. Because you looked like you were five. This is Aaron's official heel turn on the podcast (laughs) telling her husband he's a fucking three out of (laughs) ten. Three out of ten. I thought we were doing three out of five. Oh, that's a little better. That's above average. Go me. All right. I am fucking stoked for this next match because, yes, it is the headbangers. And I am a headbanger myself. I've been to many shows and I've headbanged at every single one of them. So I love the headbangers. I stand the headbangers. But who do we get as their opponents? Okay. So. Holy shit, dude. Anyone that's on Instagram and sees Gothic Baby, this is Gothic Baby's (laughs) dad and uncle. I love how you do Gothic Baby. Legit, I followed Gothic Baby because I'm like, (laughs) yeah, that's totally like a little bit of my aesthetic. Like, I'm not that hardcore. But like a lot of it, I'm like, that's adorable. I love it. And then I find (laughs) out that she's this dude's daughter and he's a wrestler i love how you know these guys as gothic baby gothic dad baby's dad uncle. because this is brother nero i knew you'd come yeah delete 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 it's a Fucking Hardy Boys, dude! In 1997, I used to have a Kia Nero, and when I got it, Sean wanted to call it Brother Nero, and I was like, "Um, "This is my car, not yours." It was Robert De Niro, which is 
it's a name. A that better name definitely suffices. But brother Nero, I knew you'd come. Team Extreme, Matt Hardy version one. Jeff Hardy, the charismatic enigma. Before any of that happened, we have Plain Trunks. Hardy Boys in 1997, before TLC, before Charismatic Enigma, before before World Titles, before Delete, before Delete the Elite, before Final Deletion, before Gothic Baby, before Lawnmowers. Lawnmowers? Fucking Lawnmowers, dude. (laughs) Before Green Beans. And before fireworks and Roman candles and wrestling matches, we have the 1997 version of Matt and Jeff, the Hardy Boys. And it's amazing to see that out of these two teams that are facing each other, the Headbangers versus the Hardys, the ones that go over and win the match very easily is the Headbangers, but the Hardys would go on to have the Hall of Fame career. Well, I don't think they should be winning their first match off the hop. Jeff Hardy actually had a match with real Razor Ramon early on in the Raw really? days. Yes, when he was like, I don't even think he was old enough to actually wrestle, but he lied about his age. Uh, He's probably only like 17 years old huh? at the time. And he looked very young at the time. But yes, we have Mosh and Thrasher, the headbangers who I love, against 97 Hardys. Holy shit. It's pretty fucking unreal to see this at this point in time. And yet, headbangers squash the Hardys. Oh, totally. Insane to see the Hardys getting squashed. But it is 1997. But in the middle of the match, Nation Salute. Put your fucking (laughs) fist down, bitch. Farouk challenges Ahmed Johnson to a Chicago street fight because WrestleMania 13 is at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, Illinois, and he wants a Chicago street fight with the Thonginator. The fucking nation bitches and Farik are losers. Yeah, they've won most of their matches. I hate coming them. In. I, yeah, by cheating. But they've won. They're not losers. They've won. But they're cheating to win. (laughs) Fuck them. Fuck them. I love Headbangers attire because they wear Marilyn Manson and Pantera and fucking Metallica shirts. And it's right up my alley, of course. But (laughs) Jerry the King Lawler talks about how he likes Marilyn Manson and Jim Ross goes like, oh, who's she? And then Jim Ross also talks about how big of a Garth Brooks fan he is. Not exactly the same genre of music, but anyway, neither here nor there. Headbangers (sighs) win with a nice, I like Headbangers finish too. It's like a power bomb into a leg drop double team. And they get the one, two, three to beat the 97 version of the Hardy Boys. Now. Oh my God. Bret Hart's in the back. His music plays. So it's supposed to be. We're finally going to get gonna this get match. Finally, it's happening. Stupid Sid versus Bret Hart. But JK again. Stone Cold Steve Austin has to come and fuck shit up. <laughs> Before Bret even hits the curtain. Yeah. 
Austin's on his down. ass. Austin's on his ass already. Fucking hockey fighting him, putting his fucking jacket over his head, beating the shit out of him. But and here's Sid, the thing: like ransacks, runs to the back to be a part of this melee. Here's the thing: what's up, brother? Oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was just like, at least he wasn't attacking like Sid in this point. Yeah, but Sid ends up running to the back and being part of the scuffle, anyways. Was he limping? I can't remember if he was limping. Didn't still seem like from he his was knee injury. Maybe much. it's kind of like cooled off. You put ice on it, you're good. Ice it up a little bit, whatever. But yeah, fucking no. chaos ensues. Oh, chaos around every single corner. Another funny thing is every time they keep trying to go to this world title match here, it's kind of funny. Jim Ross keeps talking about oh, and you heard this on commentary too. Jim Ross keeps saying oh, we don't. We don't promote main events and not give them to you. We do what we're going to say. If we say you're going to get a world title match, we're going to get a world title match. And you know what they're alluding to there? WCW was famous for promoting main event world title matches that never fucking happened. They were all about the bait and switch. (laughs) <laughs> That's what WCW about, brother. About, brother. That's what they were about, dude. But <laughs> WWF, they like to say that they're not about that bait and switch tactics, dude. They say they're going to be a fucking world title match tonight. We may try to get to it three times, but we're going to get to the fucking title match. But before that... Flash, you're not funky because your fucking intro takes 20 fucking minutes. And I think Flynn is probably 10 years old by this point <laughs> after this intro. And Him why Daddy does, and his uh, hose take so fucking long. And why did he get pyro? I don't know. He's why not worth it. This guy get pyro. He's Shawn Michaels, pyro. It. Okay. That Brett, makes sense. Bret Hart, pyro. That okay. makes sense. Flash Funk. No, thank Pyro? you. Pyro? No one cares. 10 minute Why entrance? waste your money? Dude, Undertaker's like, wow, I wish I had an entrance this long. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? But lucky for us, he's facing the King of Hearts. Woohoo! Owen. I love Hearts. how you're like putting your fists up like Woo! that. Like he does that all the time. I'm not a nugget. Woohoo! <laughs> he's so cute we i love him stan owen fucking heart he's adorable and this is when in the middle of this match my name is paul Heyman. i hate this brother. formerly paul e dangerously and i accept your challenge jerry the king burger king lawler at the Manhattan Center next week on Monday Night Raw because I am the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed world heavyweight champion, Brock Lesnar. I just wanted to throw something at you. Yep. And we also get a Stone Cold promo in this match, too, where he says, not only is he going to open up a can of whoop-ass, I'm going to open up a whole keg of whoop-ass, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, keg. I love how he said keg. <laughs> Fuck. There was times in Austin's career where he had a six-pack, but then he left for a little while, and then he had a keg. 
<laughs> what? Got a little out of shape and ate a little bit too much and drank a little bit too much beer there, brother. What? Whiskey? What? Gin? What? G&T's? What? More beer? What? More whiskey? What? More vodka? What? And more beer? What? Okay. <laughs> Tassel. Tassel boots. Fucking boots is out here because Clarence Mason is actually fucking shit up here. Yeah, he's being a little bitch. He's like not concentrating. He's like distracting his own dude and Owen. Because I guess he's like more into the nation. He doesn't want anything to do with Owen and Bulldog anymore. So Bulldog comes out. What a bitch. Tells Clarence to fuck off. I mean, he looks like he'd be a nation bitch. So. Oh, yeah. He's total nation bitch. Uh, Clarence Mason is the man. I can't remember it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he tells the truth, the whole truth, and never tells a lie. But he's a, Bullshit. But, but he's a lawyer. <laughs> All they do is lie. But Bulldog's got Owen's back here. Yeah. Literally nails Flash Funk with Owen's Slammy, which he's repaired since last yeah, week. Yeah, that was nice Got out nice the fucking super glue, got the contact cement going, got the fucking glitter or, glue. you know, they got just the replaced Elmer's it. glue, got the fucking scotch tape out and put the slammy back together and he nails flash funk with it and only that after the slammy shot owen with the spinning heel kick which the greatest spinning heel kick of all time goat spinning heel kick and then when he pins flash bulldog on the outside holds flash funk's leg down so he can't kick out bulldog's got owen's back we know this sweetheart what a great dude i love him but again, the dissension keeps rearing its ugly head. Predict Aaron time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Will <sighs> Bulldog and Owen break up? I think they will. I don't want them to, but I think they will. And keep teasing it. <sighs> this inevitable breakup. I don't want it to happen. And I hope it takes like forever. (laughs) Two years, five years. Something. Have it take a long time. Yeah, because we love this tag team. They're so great together. They're so funny and cute. (laughs) And I just love them. Because they're bizarre? They're just funny. (laughs) I like funny guys. I like the like little teasing they t- seem to do with each other like it's funny yeah. it's like a typical brother brother-in-law kind of relationship yeah right love it <sighs> speaking of brothers scissor brother fucking oh my god so it's <laughs> diz prince versus scissor bitch's brother <laughs> bart gun the king of the brawl for all against hunter hearse helmsley bart's belt is actually just coming right off his pants so he throws it out of the ring yeah that was funny (laughs) but otherwise i really didn't give a shit about this match yeah yeah fucking scissor bitch's brother won by count out because gold dust came out and ran (laughs) off tricks pretty hilarious but yeah 
Well, I mean, I guess he's assuming that this jacked bitch is, you know, with him and like the one that's causing all of this madness. We don't know that, but I, it's probable. You feel that jacked bitch, China, is in cahoots with Hunter? Could be, but she could also just be someone that wants to just come and fuck shit up. Yeah, very well. Very well. She wants to, like, fuck with the women. Yeah. But do you think she'll fuck with the men, too? She's jacked enough for it. She could. Yeah. She could. Absolutely. And then we get a little uh, promo from Dr. James Andrews, Shawn Michaels' doctor, about how HBK is not going to actually go with surgery and he's going to rehab his knee injury, which means that he could be back sooner than we let on. He's six still, to eight weeks. Yeah. What was my prediction then he'd be back? Like six to eight weeks. Four months ish, five months, five, whatever. Four or five months, yeah. Yeah. Like Twelve weeks. Yeah. Somewhere around there. I mean, how long does it take to find a smile? <laughs> For fuck's sake. He's got the flashlight out. He's under every rock, nook, and crannies looking for that fucking smile. He still can't find it. Think he'll find it by WrestleMania? I I don't think he'll. Okay, I think if they're gonna play up this whole narrative of the knee injury, of the knee injury, but also what everyone suspects that he's just being a little pussy bitch. Yeah. Um, I think him coming back by then is way too soon. Kind of. Feels then it's like, yeah. It defeats the whole purpose, and it's like okay. That entire Thursday Raw Thursday speech was in a moot point. Yeah, it's stupid. So, and everyone's just going to call him on his shit. If he waits out this time period, it makes it a little bit more believable. But who says he can't be in a non-wrestling role? Just because he can't actually physically be in the ring doesn't mean he can't be involved in the product. No, that's true, but like I don't think he's going to come and fuck shit up in that way that we would expect. Fair enough. He might try and do something sidelines. Yes, yeah. But I don't think he would do anything physical Yeah. because, you know, Yeah. the obvious. Fair enough. And now, speaking of fucking shit up. Fuck, we finally get this <laughs> fucking match. Stupid Sid versus Bret Hart. For the world title. Finally. Because we don't say we're not going to advertise a match and not have it happen. Sasha Frass, we're getting Bret Hart and Psycho Sid. We're <laughs> live, pal. Bret versus Sid world title. Austin is nowhere to be found. Where is Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah, he's just stolen somewhere, hiding. There he is. <laughs> Here's Stone Cold again, but he was lying in wait, waiting for Bret Hart to put. The sharpshooter. He's been working Sid's leg all match long. And of course, Brett, that's all he does is work the leg. But it makes perfect sense when the guy is fucking six foot ten, six foot eleven, six foot twelve. He grows an inch every single day. 
but he's got him in the sharpshooter here and while earl hebner the referee is dealing with sid on the mat seeing if he quits stone cold is out and he now i wouldn't say nail brett with the chair it was more of a feather tink than anything yeah (laughs) it wasn't a hell of a chair shot by any stretch, but no. he does hit Brett with the chair, which leads to the power bomb, which leads to the Uno Dos Tres. Sid wins. And before we even watch this episode, Sean asked me, Who do I think is going to win? And I said, Sid. So fucking. Called it. Bret Hart only had the title 24 hours. for literally a day. <laughs> he had the belt for 24 hours. Stone Cold does not want Bret to have any part of this world title. And he is so obsessed with Bret that he made sure Bret only had the title for 24 complete hours. And now Sid is the champ again. I had a feeling. Unreal. As much as he didn't like, I had said that he was going to have it like continuously just because I didn't know how fucking crazy shit would get. Mm -hmm. I thought he was going to have it continuously till WrestleMania. Yeah. I was wrong. lost it to Sean. Sean dropped it. Brett wins it. Sid beats Brett for it. Sid has it again. So he could... Have it for WrestleMania still. He could. And now that we know that Undertaker gets the world title match against Sid at WrestleMania. I think Undertaker's going to take it. But whether he actually faces Sid or not, just seeing that so much shit is getting fucked up at this point. We're still a few weeks away from WrestleMania. Do we actually get a Sid-Taker match for the WrestleMania main event? I think so. I don't know, like, when they have more, like, world title matches planned, like, in between. I have no fucking clue. But it's possible that they don't have any. It's also possible that he loses it, but then he gets it back again at some point. <laughs> I highly doubt that. Who knows? But We've got four fucking rods before like WrestleMania. We got two guys that are, like, basically same stature. Let's just pair them up. Literally in one month's time, Sid was the champ, Sean was the champ, Brett was the champ, Sid was the champ. And that's in a month. (laughs) Four title changes in a month. Yeah, okay, so it's very possible that he loses it and then wins it back at some point. But (laughs) In the next four weeks of television? I feel like it's him and Undertaker. Okay. Like, I feel it deep in my bones. So if you feel that it's Undertaker and Sid for the title at WrestleMania, what wears Bret Hart on the card? I don't know. And who does he face? There's probably something with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, it makes sense. They're yeah. obsessed with each other. Fucking can't keep their hands off each other. <laughs> and not in an interesting way. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but Undertaker's in immediately after this match. I thought something was going to happen like right then. And but we then... get the fucking face off from the behemoth Sid and Taker. But then we cut to black. That's the thing. I saw you hovering the mouse on like when we were watching it. I was like, okay, it is going to end like here. It's not going to continue. But I was like, is this going to fucking continue? What's going to happen now? Yeah, right? Shit. 
Shit's popping off, man. We're in WrestleMania season officially. Oh, boy. It's going nuts, man. So you're thinking it's going to be Brett Austin and Taker Sid. Yeah. WrestleMania. It just makes sense to me. Owen and Bulldog, who do they defend the take titles against at WrestleMania? Hillbilly fucks? No. Pokeball bros? No. Nation of Domination? Uh, that's more probable, I would Headbangers? assume. Headbangers? That could the be. The Hardy Boys? And Delete! I don't think they would. No. No? I don't think so. What about Mankind Invader? No! Ew! No, thanks. What about... I can't even think of any more tag teams. There's not even that many. <laughs> no, there's really not. There's really not that That's many That's why tag they teams. keep facing Pokeball bros. Yeah, because there's no one else. No. Yeah. It's kind of sad, actually. What did you get this episode? This is actually a pretty decent episode. Uh, 2.9. 2.9. Okay. A little bit above average. I enjoyed it. And Brett's not champ anymore. Yeah. But Sid is. That's awesome. <laughs> but Sid is, though. I, I don't like Sid either. He's yeah. stupid. He can't spell psycho right. <laughs> yeah. It's very true, brother. Yeah. Oh, well. We have three more episodes left, and then we're heading into season two. So One Tree Hill is at the point where we only have episodes 20, 21, and 22 until the end of season one. So in order to expedite this process over the next few episodes, so episode 20 of One Tree Hill, we will see two weeks of Monday Night Raw on that episode. We're just going to cut out the bullshit that we don't care about. Yeah. And then episode 21 of One Tree Hill, we'll see another two weeks of television from Monday Night Raw. And then that means our season one finale, episode 22, One Tree Hill, will also coincide with WrestleMania 13. It's not naturally coinciding. Like, we were kind of like... But let's like, make it that legit. way, dude. Like, we did not plan it that way, that this episode can coincided with the you know this dude i don't know what he was doing but his debut or whatever but like we didn't plan it that way but but we're gonna make it work dude it's somehow and same with like royal rumble like the very next episode of one tree hill or the royal episode rumble before scott. was the royal scott <laughs> was there and sean was like what the fuck is going royal on rumble scott dude even with this indusure thing yeah. too like indusure literally this, debuting yeah. on monday night raw the week we do this shit that's weird it's fucking weird dude i think we're gonna get more of these weird kind of ghosty moments with the podcast <laughs> that we didn't even plan ourselves but we're going to make this work. So next week's episode, you will hear episode 20 of One Tree Hill and Monday Night Raw. Two weeks worth of television on episode 20 and 21 with our 22nd episode being the climax, the raging climax of the season finale of One Tree Hill and WrestleMania 13 live from the Rosemont Horizon. I'm really excited because we always like even numbers. We end with One Tree Hill. I really like that we're ending season one like with One Tree Hill. With One Tree Hill. 
I don't know. It just feels right. WrestleMania. The WrestleMania song. We got to end this episode on the WrestleMania song, dude. Why? Why wouldn't you put it on the WrestleMania episode, dude? Because I just made the WrestleMania song have context in this episode. WrestleMania. That doesn't make sense. Makes all the sense. Episode 19, Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast. I appreciate all the love out there. So do I. I didn't say you didn't. I just said I do too, brother. But we appreciate the love, especially on TikTok where we're just fucking annihilating the views, likes, and fucking, you know, all the fucking crazy shit that's going over on at treehillwf.podcast. Thanks to the dearly departed Davy Boy Smith, British Bulldog Tassel Boots, who, mind you, after he posted that TikTok of Mr. Bazaar himself, Georgia Smith, yeah, that who was is awesome. British Bulldog's fucking daughter, real life, liked, followed, loves the shit, thought it was hilarious. So major shout out to Georgia Smith. We love you. We love your dearly departed dad. We love your brother, Harry Smith, who did is you- also a wrestler. Did you see the little tribute she did like for the anniversary of yeah, his, his passing? His passing. Did you happen to look at the little, you know how I have my grandpa's pamphlet like from his funeral? kind of thing, yeah. Um, so she posted a picture of it. Yeah. Owen Hart was mentioned on it, but Brett wasn't. Yeah. Interesting. 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 Quite. Oh, there's some beef. Yeah. I don't know. Might be reading into that a little bit much. I don't know. I think I think there's a little bit of because like Owen and Brett don't don't get along, but Owen's tag partners with Tassel Boots. Yeah. So wouldn't it make sense too that? Owen and Tassel Boots don't, or Brett and Tassel Boots don't quite get along either. Mm. Mm. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we're not, we're only. Am f- I unlocking something here? Possibly. I mean, we are five years removed of British Bulldog beating Bret Hart for the Intercontinental title in front of 80,000 people at Wembley Stadium in England. Yeah. Maybe some bad blood there. harbors some resentment towards that. Ooh. I guess it just we'll sounded see. like Tigger on Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I guess we'll see in the coming weeks. So make sure you follow us, uh, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at treehillwf.podcast and hit us up on all the streaming sites, including Deezer, what? iHeartRadio, what? Spotify, what? Google Podcasts, what? Amazon Podcasts. Apple Podcast, Pandora, what? Stitcher. What? Did I mention Stitcher? You probably did. Either way, 
all the podcast services. Follow us, rate us, give us a rating. That help us uh, helps us out too. Like, comment, and enjoy all of our content over all. If you think services. your friends would like it, show it. Force your friends to like us. We are not dudesy. <laughs> as much as I love dudesy, I try not to be dudesy as much as possible, but it's kind of hard, brother. And that's a podcast, dude. Your voice cracked really interestingly. It's just two dudes shitting around, brother. We are not two dudes. You're a dude, bro. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and I also bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch. I got long sideburns and my hair slicked back. I'm coming to your town and my pink Cadillac. I'm just a honky tonk man. I'm just a honky tonk man. I'm just a honky tonk man. Pick a mean guitar, I wear a blue suede shoes You ought to hear me sing the snakeskin blues I'm just a honky-tonk man